This is We Admit by ASAP, the podcast where we share true stories from admission and enrollment professionals. I'm your host, Janice Crampton, Executive Director and CEO. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of We Admit. In some ways, uh, this We Admit podcast, this particular uh, session, is going to, in many ways, best be described as We Admit There Are So Many Questions, So Little Time. Um, And I'm joined today by my wonderful friend and colleague, Debbie Murphy, who so many of you know. Uh, not only in her professional capacity, but you have met her at our annual institutes as the person who uh, facilitates our Certificate for Admission and Enrollment cohort group through our conversation with colleagues. My gosh, Debbie, when are you not interfacing with an ASAP person, right? As you know, Janice, and as everyone knows out there, I love the interactions and love the interface with ASAP members and with admission professionals. So all good. There you go. Debbie and I, as I can get. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, and, and Debbie, you and I have, have, uh, oftentimes talked about, you know, you meet someone in the grocery store, right. And they're like, so what do you do? And the next thing you know, you're talking about mission and vision. And I think that for many of those, um, professionals out there listening who do this admission and enrollment work, um, that is a, that is a common theme or experience. Someone will say, well, tell me about, and the next thing you know, you're talking about your school in the frozen food section. So, um, yeah, right? um, I think for those years when I worked in independent school admissions, um, the poor person who met me in the grocery store line, because by about 30 seconds into it, I would always say, do you have children and what ages are they? And do they, where do they go to school? And God forbid, I, you know, started down that path of like selling, right. selling my school at that point. So, right. Um, or, or for that matter, doing, um, doing some type of, uh, assessment, right. Doing the little gazelle, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. incomplete yeah. man, um, please take these what grapes. Are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, you know, again, we shouldn't assume that everyone knows your background and your experience. Um, So why don't you give us the Reader's Digest version? Because again, it really does help to frame why I and why many of us here in this ASAP world know that you truly are an expert in this industry. Well, the fun fact and the true beginning all the way back to, you know, my first year out of college was that I really wanted to be a broadcast journalism and do reporting and very quickly got into that um, field and realized there wasn't a lot of mission and vision and values attached to that um, and stumbled upon um really the admission world from being a head tour guide at Andover when I was a student here back in 1986 and um, came back, you know, in 1991 to do what I thought was going to be a teaching fellow year at Andover working in the admission office. And, um, you know, 24 years later, I, I departed from Andover after 17 years in the admission office and seven years um, as the director of alumni engagement. So wonderful, wonderful years. I then went on to the Neshoba Brooks School, which is a K through eighth grade school, 
and experienced admission and enrollment as the assistant head for advancement and enrollment and and from a whole different perspective with the little ones and the challenges that go with with um, you know K through eight schools and and admission and enrollment um, in those areas. So all all good. I you know as I said to to you, Janice, I think when I came back to ASAP after my years sort of in the development roles, which were all really, you know, important roles. And I, I learned so much, but my heart belongs to the admission world and my people are in the admission world. So I felt a little bit like I'd come home when I came back mm. to ASAP. Um, and, you know, there is a certain language and mindset and, um, dare I say, even personality that, hmm. um, that people have. And I don't mean, you know, outgoing and chatty and all of that, but just a certain mindset that people who are in this space have. And I feel a real connection with that. So it's been yeah. really fun. Yeah. Well, we have a journey. Yeah, we definitely feel a connection to you. And, and for those of you who are, again, listening and wondering, wait, hold it. Is this a We Admit podcast um, uh, session a love fest between the two of us? Yeah, it is. Um, because again, um, you truly are an anchor for this association and and have, have served in so many ways of making a dent in the universe, as we say. You know, let's let's get started by way of just things that you have seen um, and trends that you are um, highlighting and noting and and again serve serve that context um, up as a way for us to maybe answer some of these questions that keep coming up in our community forum or in again some of our sessions. Um, you know you mentioned personality and art and science um, you know, again, you're so close to it because you do it every day, but the learning and development framework for ASAP highlights certain competencies and professional behaviors. Do you feel that there are um, certain aspects of this urban myth called when I think about hiring that we really need to put front and center? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think over the past, you know, 10 years, and, and obviously you insert COVID in there as this major disruptor that um, that shifted a lot for the for the profession and obviously for independent schools in general. But I think over the last 10 years, um, admission professionals have really been forced to move from um, you know, the the like here we go, you know, let's let the process unfold. Um, and, you know, we're off and running to being really intentional and strategic and planful and proactive. And um, that, as we know from COVID, doesn't always um, go without disruption. Your, your plans, you know, the best laid plans, you know, sometimes get disrupted. But inserting into the admission professionals toolbox this idea of strategic planning obviously using data um, to help identify trends but also predictions and and really projections um, is now more important than ever um, and I think that's something that you know for those who are new to the profession they're a little bit um, they're, they're almost a little bit surprised that there is such a, a science 
to the art. Um, but it's something that, you know, certainly in, in, in my work with schools and in ASAP's um, programming, we're really trying to help folks be as strategic as they possibly can um, while, know, while understanding that there's still that wonderful art and person, personal touch to the process that sometimes can't be learned and that may be a little more instinctual. So when we use the term thinking strategically and then acting operationally, can you give us an example of how you might take a very common duty and task and then elevate it to strategic? Perhaps better said, or the reason and rationale why I'm asking this particular question in this particular way is we use words and phrases such as strategic, visionary. And yet I think there are many more moments where people don't really know what that means Mm. or what that really looks like. So when you're doing your 360s, and again, when you're supporting those people in the profession, can you give us an example of how you might take open houses? (laughs) You know, I mean, again, you choose whatever it is, but can you give us an example of elevating that concept to strategic? Yeah, I think, you know, I think what's hard for so many folks and so many offices is that, um, We've gotten really fixated on the the strategic enrollment management plan, which yes is is really important um, is is fairly high level you know should involve um, collection of data should involve that that SWOT analysis of your of your school and you know the internal and external um, you know threats and opportunities. Uh, should involve some sort of of market, you know, market assessment in terms of you know where you sit and where you where your school sits. Um, but sometimes people get stuck there, and then they say, you know, what do I do now with the plan? And um, you know, as important, if not more important, is your annual action plan. Um, and the action plan allows you to, you know, connect to that higher level strategic plan and the higher level schools, really strategic priorities. Um, But it is truly your action plan. If we need, you know, 30, you know, ninth grade boys, um, we need to, to, if we need to enroll 30 ninth grade boys, um, we need to admit you know, 60 ninth grade boys. And in order to admit 60, we probably need to, um, you know, attract, and it, this could all be obviously backwards designed from your, from your funnel data, but 20, 200, 300, you know, 400 inquiries. Um, and then it's, and how are we going to go about doing that? And here are the steps we're going to take. So, you know, rather than people just simply having their numbers laid out every year and they, and they, they sort of say to themselves, oh yeah, we set goals every year. We need, you know, we need to enroll, you know, a hundred new students every year. Um, 
well, you know, what are the action steps below that? And mm. how are you going to use, um, you know, your marketing team? How are you going to reach out to new markets? How, what's your outreach plan going to be? Um, all of those pieces are the pieces that, you know, teams and, and offices often have in their heads, or maybe the leader has in their heads. But until you put that down on paper, and you can be sure there's a shared vision and understanding of the action plan, um, you're not going to be as successful. I mean, it's almost like, you know, writing out your New Year's resolution and, and actually um, making sure that you're measuring your progress with that along the way. And there's all sorts of data and statistics that, you know, you have I don't know, like 60 or 70% chance of being more successful if you, um, you know, write out your goals and put action steps, you know, under each goal. Um, so, so, you know, lean into that. I mean, let's, let's lean into that and actually invest on the early end in terms of um, putting in the work to lay some of this out and then, you know, hopefully getting some results and, and understanding that, nothing is set in stone. Do not write it in pen. It is in pencil. <laughs> yes. You know, when all of a sudden November, December comes along and, and you look and say, huh, we're not, you know, we're not where we should be. That's okay. Um, but you had a plan in the first place to iterate and adapt rather than feeling like you were, you know, rudderless and, and kind of coming up with the next great idea. And what's so great about what you just said, and again, to, to in many ways, just distill it to heaven forbid, I make it a tagline, but here goes, don't overthink it. Mm. I think that people get caught up in the, and I'd like your opinion on this, but I think that people get caught up in the word and the phrase and almost fearful of what they think this all means when in actuality, what I hear you saying and what I also believe does in fact happen is that the thought around the creation and the development and then the implementation around an enrollment management plan. Don't you hear the orchestral music behind it? Dun, 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 is almost so fearful to people that they don't do it when in actuality, what I hear you saying, and I couldn't agree more, start somewhere, right? And maybe starting somewhere is September, 2023. Where do you need to be? And then to your point, start somewhere, backward design, and you may very well find that that then provides the fodder for the more elevated discussion that you might have with your board and directors, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep it simple. Start somewhere. It, Don't let it right. collapse under itself. Oh. Um, you know, all of yeah. that. You also mentioned something that spurred on another question um, that relates to this time of year. You know, you mentioned resolutions. As we talk on a regular basis, we've shared that this time of year feels far more like the new year than January 1st. Here you are, again, from the seat that you sit in, what's the, what's the thing that you feel people or believe people need to do today? What is the resolution that they should just stop putting down? And what's the resolution or the goal that you think that they really need to put down? Speak on behalf of the entire profession worldwide, Debbie. Yeah. Um, 
Well, a couple of things, um, you know, and this may not may not land too well, but I think people realized and discovered during COVID how hard this work is. I think people are are tired. I think they are, you know, trying to, um, you know, kind of reinvest and reinvigorate themselves and their their teams um, as we as we move into this new time. So I know there's that, you know, sort of joy, I hope, for for folks as schools are reopening and we're seeing kids again without masks on, you know, for the first time in two plus years. And, you know, of course, as educators, we all need to allow ourselves to feel that joy and lean into that and capture that energy from the kids, because that typically is why we do what we do um, in schools. Um, On the other hand, you know, I know and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we've now accepted the fact that given the landscape, we need to work harder. Um, not just smarter, but we need to work harder. And, you know, with the economy being what it is, with families definitely, um, you know, some of them, you know, really going back to public schools now that public schools are open, um, you know, independent schools feel really pressed to define their value. And, you know, when you're talking about, 30 and 40 and obviously upward for boarding schools, $1,000 tuitions, um, it's, you know, it's no wonder. I mean, if for those of us that are parents, um, you know, it's no wonder these parents are demanding as much as they are demanding of us in terms of, you know, what, am, what, what, are, what is the education providing and what are the outcomes and where will my child um, be successful in life, you know, after your school because of your school. Um, so I know all of that is really hard to hear and it's sort of, sort of depressing, but I, but I do think it, um, it reminds us that, um, first of all, that it's, that it's hard work, that it's super important work, but it's hard work. Um, And, you know, I know admission officers as well are coming out of COVID feeling like um, in some ways they've become much more flexible and much more willing to change on a dime and much more excited about innovating their processes and their practices because they, they were, because COVID was such a disruptor, because they were so, you know, it was so necessary that they do that. Um, so again, I encourage people to keep on that innovation hat and keep asking themselves, why are we doing this? And what is the purpose? And is this serving our students and our families, which is most likely your mission? Push yourselves to not just go back to normal or go back to 2019, but how can you take what you learned and incorporate it? You know, obviously there's this huge kind of struggle with like, are we going to do everything virtual on top of everything in person? Um, And the answer should be no, but it's, but, but where do those tools, the in-person tool or the virtual tool um, accomplish your goal for that particular event? Um, you know, what's your objective and, and what, what tool will you use to achieve that objective? Um, 
So I think I think people are doing a good job with this, and I think in some ways it's infused some some new energy and creativity into the admission and, and enrollment world. Um, but I know for some, their heads are spinning and they're, they're coming, they're still coming off of um, these crazy years. And, and they're just saying, oh, I just need, just need things to settle down a little that's bit. Right, so that's right. Yeah. You know, I, um, I had a moment uh, several years ago, completely unrelated to work, but it, relates here and what we're talking about, where believe it or not, it was um, a physician of mine um, with regard to a wide variety of different things that a woman of my age and stage um, is sometimes struggling with. And where I'm going with this is this physician said to me, Janice, you need to grab a pad of paper and a pencil and go sit under a tree and think about who you are, what do you want? What are your goals? What makes you happy? And what you're going to change? And it's a little bit of that that I think we're also saying. I certainly think about our annual institute this past year in in Chicago, and so much of it was focused on, you know, reunited, right? We were finally back together. But as we talked about the profession and as we talked about why or what is your why, that's also what you're saying. This job is different. Stop asking. If this job is different, it is. It's different than last year. It's different than five years ago. It's different than 10 years ago. And isn't that great? Because I think that, again, armed with the tools and the resources and the support that certainly we know at ASAP we offer, but there are a lot of different opportunities for us to ponder this. It's this idea notion around yes, you as a resolution, dare I say, need to grab that pencil and that pad of paper and sit there and say, yes, this job is different. Maybe this is completely different than the job you were hired to do. Are you up for it? And if you're up for it, you have to make sure you're ready for it. And if you're not up for it, then you owe it to yourself and your colleagues to perhaps think about how you might, dare I say, or use that word, pivot, (laughs) because it's not going to change. It's not going to change. A lot of directors of admission have mentioned hiring, you know, that they spent a lot of their time this summer or last spring hiring new people for their office. They had turnover, you know, transitions. Um, and as challenging as, as the hiring process is and time consuming as it is for the directors, um, I also think it's this this really exciting opportunity to bring in people who perhaps you know don't have a, a lengthy admission and enrollment background, um, and you know who have the the mindset, skill set, um, in some ways you know, youthfulness and and talent, you know, really in in those areas. Um, to really make a difference. So I, I encourage people as they're, as they're looking to, to fill spaces in their office to not always, you know, grab for that resume that's had a year or two or five years of experience, but to um, mold and shape, you know, the next generation of, of leaders and change makers, um, because that, that can be as exciting. And I think, we have a lot to learn from these um, 
from this generation that's, you know, just coming out of school. And, you know, they, you know, as I've worked with um, our new to admission group um, who, you know, have come to us through our online workshops, you know, and, and they're not all, they're not all, I don't mean to imply that all of them are young. It's just that they're new to the well, profession. Well, young, young is a state of mind, let alone you're not talking chronologically necessarily, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, no, new just, to this just job. Just new to the yeah. profession. Um, I, I get really excited about those who are coming in with, you know, fresh perspective, fresh skills, a willingness to, um, you know, turn the piece of paper and look at it from the, you know, X axis rather than the Y axis and offer, um, new perspective. So, I encourage us all to to keep striving for, you know, diverse teams, diversity of mindsets, diversity of backgrounds, opinions. Um, as we're hiring, um, lean into that and get excited about that because it can be such an, a, a gain and an upside um, in the end as you're putting teams and, and processes together. In the spirit of solution orientation, I once again uh, want to thank you, Debbie, for your opportunity and your willingness to join me on this um, session of We Admit, um, but that opportunity for us to think about starting off the year with a solution orientation mindset. Um, there are a lot of things that we know for sure, and there are a lot of things that we don't necessarily understand or know. There are a lot of things that we can predict, and there are a lot of things that we can't predict. But what I want to say to you all as we, again, draw this opportunity to a close is don't go it alone. There is so much out there in the way of educational support, systems, ideas, notions. So if you need a coach, if you need a mentor, give us a call. If you want a conversation or you need some directionality, is that even a word? Give us a call. If you, in fact, want to, bounce an idea or notion off of us, or for that matter, start something, give us a call. Because again, at ASAP, we admit we are all about one thing, and that is you, the admission and enrollment uh, professional. So thank you again, Debbie. Um, and as you are entering or have entered into that new chapter of all of your children are now in college or out of college, um, I wish you well. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people in this world that we live in who can offer advice about what you need to do now that you have that, uh, dare I call it, quiet dinner table conversation. Bring it on. Bring I it on. Take it. I That's announced right. to, to my husband this weekend that, um, and you're going to die when you hear this one, but I'm I'm learning all about Facebook marketplace, because all I want to do is take my very crowded, cluttered basement and sell the whole thing on Facebook marketplace. And he doesn't think I'm serious, but I said, give me a dollar amount. <laughs> I'm to do it. You so it. if anybody wants to know how my weekend will be spent or wants <laughs> to come over and help me Facebook marketplace. I'm doing all my research and kind of loving it. So we'll yeah. see. I'll let, I'll report back on that one and let people know if uh, I hit my target goal. So 
Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's a riot. Well, if in fact um, it, it goes well, let us know. And if in fact you have some words of advice and counsel, let us know as well. So thank you again, Debbie. Thank you again, everyone. And once again, this is We Admit by ASAP. We hope you enjoyed this episode of We Admit. To learn more about the Association of Independent School Admission Professionals and how you can take advantage of membership benefits, visit ASAP.org. That's A-I-S-A-P dot